near, 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 near. I'm just, I'm just doing, we're just yeah. doing, um, great rock intro. Um, it's because my hands are busy, Michael. Yeah. I can't I can't push the rock intro button. No. Because my hands are busy eating this taco palenque. Oh my god, y'all. Eat out the taco. It is uh I just said I feel like it's finally uh it's finally Christmas time mm-hmm. now that you have traveled south, uh-huh, journeyed back to the homeland to the ho- and, and then brought taco palenque with you. Um I don't know, man. We've talked about it before. I, there's nothing like it. I, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm chewing so so loudly. I just don't. There's nothing. It's so good. It's so fucking good. It is so very good. If you have a chance, if you find yourself in the Austin area, and you have a chance to go to Taco Palenque, um, which is actually located in Round Rock, uh, fucking just Round Rock, fucking Round Rock, just north of Austin, um. Go get yourself some taco palenque because it's really, really, really good. It's my favorite taco in all the world. And it's called a pirata taco. And it is two homemade flour tortillas smothered with, you know, South Texas style refried beans, cheddar cheese, and fajitas. And you don't even need to add salsa to it. It has all the flavors. And it's really good. It's it's just I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's how tacos. No, I'm in like a take. trance over here. Yeah, it is. I, oh man, it's so it's it's. Yeah, and you're not even like a huge refried beans fan. No, I'm not. I normally don't don't um normally don't get them. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm drinking coffee this morning because I slept late and I'm tired. But um, <laughs> I know Cindy will appreciate the can. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what else to say. This taco is so good. I know the puppies are after it. Yeah. It's, uh, huh. it, it really does feel like the holidays again now that they're here. You also, in, in, in addition to hitting Taco Palenque on your way home from Austin, you, you, you made tamales this weekend. Yeah, that's you? why we went to Austin, me and my niece, we went to go uh, get together with family since the whole family is not going to be able to get together for Christmas. And oh my God, Roxy's like all tangled up in the wires. Um, And we got together uh, to to do what we call a tamalada. And it's basically, you know, everybody gets together and makes tamales together because it is, it is quite a bit of work to make tamales. And um, you got to, soak the corn husks and make sure that they're soft enough. And that starts the day before. And you got to cook the meat and make sure that the pork is like perfectly seasoned and you've got to do all the chili. And every, like every family has their own tradition and mm-hmm. their own way that they like tamales. But my is it family, always a holiday thing? It is. I mean, now they're prevalent. Like you can get them anytime, right. but Mexican families, South Texas families usually do them around the holidays because there's so much work. Yeah. So you can all get together and do it. Yeah, so everybody gets together. Mm-hmm. And because, um, you know, you, like, it's just not worth it to do all of it to just make one dozen. Right, right. Right? You have to soak corn husks and you have to make the pork meat and then you have to go get the masa or make the masa and then you have to like put the chile in the masa like it is a it's a long process Mm -hmm. so to do that it's just a lot of work i only know one person who does it all by himself and will make like a dozen at a time 
and that's the Escobar, <laughs> Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. he's a freak. Um, and so families are they don't get together to make one dozen tamales, right? right? So last night, I think we made, uh, or yesterday, I think we made like 65 dozen. Whoa, whoa, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's fun because like you sit around a table, you haven't seen each other in months or however long and you're drinking wine or beer or Coke or whatever and you're talking and you're catching up and there's, you know, there's a way to do them. And like I said, a lot of people, families have their own traditions and their own ways to do them. But in my family, you can't just spread meat, Michael. Like you can't just suddenly never have gone to a tamalada before and then show up. Oh, and, you got to work your way and up. And you get to spoon the meat and like you definitely cannot fold the tamale like first thing. Okay. The first thing you got to learn how to do is how to spread the masa on the corn. Okay. Um, this is like an apprenticeship. It's an apprenticeship. And okay. it's the, the people at the top who are the, who are the tamale folders mm-hmm. who get to decide Okay, you know you you know how to spread masa. Now you can add the meat. Oh, okay. okay. You know how much meat to add. Now you can you know how to fold. That's awesome. Because there's an art to it. Like the the perfect tamale, you don't necessarily have to unwrap it. Like you could pick up the husk and that the tamale slides, slides out. out. Sure. So you got to know how to fold that shit so that that happens. Hey, you're not playing Lear <laughs> if you've never held a spear on stage. It's you know what true. I'm saying? Like, like you, come on. You're, you're not going to play Hamlet unless you've played Richard II. Yeah, you got to go you, through it. <laughs> you got to go through it. So you are not going to fold the tamale until you learn how to spread the masa That's- correctly. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and there were there were fights broke out of course, of yesterday course. because one of my nieces, like her boyfriend came in, new boyfriend. This and, you know, motherfucker. This motherfucker <laughs> sat down at the folding table. What? Yo, and I was like, uh, hold no. on. No, no. Go to the other table. Beginner table. Thank you. That's awesome. That's great. I mean, welcome it, back. It is. Uh, yeah. Welcome back to Turn Talks. We've been gone a couple weeks. We've been busy. Yeah. Um, but it really is like. You know, Christmas tradition, we have gotten to have, uh, you have You have always given Aspen and I tamales over the years. They're delicious. Yeah. Like you said, Jeremy Escobar, our friend, will always have them. It's it's Christmas. It's finally Christmas. Yeah, maybe next week we can review some because I, I brought a few dozen home. Nice. And we can do that for, for next episode. You uh, know, and everybody likes them different. Like, I will see tamales, for example, while I was there, my sister and I caught one of these Christmas movies, the one with... Um, Christmas with you or something okay. with Freddie Prince Jr. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And some random lady who's supposed to be like a J Lo type, right? Um, and they have like songwriters, songwriters and Latinos because you know all of the people who are making Christmas movies want to be equitable, right? You know, and so there's now there's a Christmas movie for all cultures, right? And um, so of course there's a tamale making montage. But they got uh-huh. it wrong. It's <laughs> wrong. It's wrong. I was like, that masa is so white. Like, there's no red chile. There's no red chile in the masa. Like, how are you going to get the tamale to slip off the corn husk if there's no... <laughs> and then I, I I can't remember, like, someone in the family said that they were at another tamalada. And some other person who is not of Mexican or Latino heritage asked if lard was necessary do we really have to use lard? Oh, to make shut the fuck up. And everybody was like, get out. Yeah, man. Get your get shit out. and Go. get out. Good God. Yeah. 
Oh, fuck. So, um, so tamales, taco tamales, palenque. Tamales, taco palenque. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. Now, the pirata taco is going to be pricey, but it's worth good, it. I don't even, I mean, It's good worth God. it. I, yeah. would, I would pay a lot of money for that taco. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, um, right. What are we talking about? We are talking about Pearl. Oh, my God. Finally. The prequel, uh, prequel sequel. Prequel sequel. Uh, prequel to to X and part two of of Ty West's X trilogy. Man, which, I'm so, I'm so glad he's doing this. Me too. And this is going to culminate with Maxine. Yeah, which uh, will be then the sequel to, to X. To X. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think next I think next year. I think. I mean, so. he just must have shot these. Obviously, it's like back to. I back think to that back. Pearl and X were shot at the same, at the same time. time, and then. And then they thought, like, let's just do Maxine. Maxine. If, for those of you that don't know, I don't know why you'd be listening to us if you didn't know, um, but Ty West has a trilogy. It's yeah. X, Pearl, and Maxine, and they center around two characters. Yeah. That we, we meet them both in X. Yes. And then Pearl tells us, gives us a little bit more about Pearl. Yeah, Pearl is a very old lady. Yeah. In, in X. Uh-huh. Um, Which takes place in the 70s. Yeah, in Texas. In Texas. So then you have Pearl, which takes place like around World War One. Yeah. So um, like the teens. The, and the Spanish flu. Yeah. Like yes. 1918. Yeah. To be exact. Um, um, also in... At the same farm. At this exact same farm. Shot very differently. Oh, my God. But yeah. golly, man. I mean. And we should uh, we should say, look, all, real quick, spoilers for X. If you didn't watch X, go listen. You know, watch it. Go listen to our episode. But the 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 tw- one of the twists or one of the catches or in- Mia Goth plays both of these characters. Yeah, Mia Goth plays Maxine and and old, the and very old, 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 old lady Pearl. Pearl. Yeah. Um, and what's great about it is that unless you know that, it's not something that you catch immediately when you're watching. Not at all. X, not at all. But somewhere th- in the movie, yeah. if you're listening, if you're paying attention, you start to go, hold on. Yeah. Wait, Wait a, a minute. minute. Yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't ruin the movie for you. It doesn't like she she gives two completely different. She's fantastic as Pearl, as I, old lady Pearl in, I think in Maxine. She in needs Mexico. like all the awards. I agree. I don't think awards are anything, but like I I mean, if we have to give them, let's give them to the people who deserve yeah, them. Yeah, I. She at least I think at least I mean she got nominated I think for. Pearl for an Independent Spirit Award, but like she should get an Academy Award. Just you get, know, the, the Academy she should be nominated, and she won't at all. She won't at all unless your name is Silence of the Lambs. Like yeah. you won't be nominated, and and because the Academy has something against the genre. Yeah, I mean, and horror. they convinced themselves Silence of the Lambs wasn't a horror movie. Like, yeah. oh, it's a thriller. Like, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> all right, whatever, sure. sure. <laughs> Uh, forget like the entire final sequence of the movie. Right, right. Yeah, where he's chasing her in the dark or the woman is stuck in the hole and she yeah. sees nails. Not a horror movie. Not a horror or movie Or the dude gets uh, gutted and, uh, you know, displayed, hanging by his own organs right. or something. I can't really remember. Right, the young woman gets hit over the head and shoved into a van. Yeah, not it's a, not a horror movie. It's not a horror it's movie a thriller at all. Because Jodie and, Foster and know, Anthony Hopkins are in it. There's a cannibal, but <laughs> it's not a horror movie. Right, right. Um, okay, so <laughs> X... Is like you said, uh, takes place in the seventies in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the look and feel of a nineteen seventies uncannily, yeah, horror movie. Yes, yeah, yes. Um, 
It's what Ty West does really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so this time, I, I mean, my first thought is, is so, so we fly, like you said, we fly, we're 19, 18. Mm-hmm. We're now following young Pearl. Right. Who wants to be a star, a star like Maxine did in X. She's special. Uh-huh. She wants to be a star. She is obsessed with movies, mm-hmm. uh, the movies that she can be obsessed with. It's right. Not like it was. Wasn't but a ton she, going yeah. on. She's obsessed with, she wants to be a dancer. Yes. Yes. On the big screen. On the big screen. Uh, or on the stage. Uh-huh. <laughs> but my first thought, um, and we, we messaged, we texted about this a little, was uh, he shoots this like, it looks to me like an old MGM musical. It. This is as if, this, this movie is as if um, Turner Classic Movies and- Shudder got together. Yeah. <laughs> it really, totally. it, it really, really, really is. Absolutely. I mean, you could, you could straight up be watching the opening of one of the first color films in 1938. Yes. I mean, and there are direct, like clearly direct nods to the wizard of Oz. Oh, um, meet me in St. Louis. Meet me in St. Louis. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, there, she fucks that scarecrow, Christy. Yeah, she, fucks, she fucks the scarecrow, but first she tells him she's married. Yeah. That's so great. And oh, I mean, I don't. Yeah, and and it's the color palette, mm-hmm. the the shot setups. Yeah, the the opening, the score, the score, the, 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 the even the animation for the credits, the key, the key art, the key art. Yeah, look at that, man. Um, are you? A, are you a film director? I might be a film director. Wow, all right. I might, you know all the terms. I might be a film director. So yeah, it, it's it's fucking awesome, man. I fucking loved this yeah, movie. Yeah, and, I mean, and I've, I've read reviews that are like, it's great, but whatever, he misses the mark. And I'm like, I don't think he does, though. Misses the mark on what? Well, uh, a lot of folks who are not, and it's very few, but I've read a few reviews that are like, well, this isn't a horror movie. <sighs> like Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs. So maybe it will <laughs> maybe, get nominated. Yeah, right. Excellent. I don't know. Um, I, I Quite frankly, I don't know what they're talking about because I start reading these reviews and I'm like, you completely... And then the, the term elevated horror always comes up again. Oh my God. And you know, like we said last week, there's... I hate that term. There's yeah. no... Y'all, there's no such thing as elevated horror. There's horror and there are subgenres of horror. And... Yeah, and and what's so strange to me is you don't hear the term elevated drama. No, or elevated comedy. Right, when we know full well there are different types of dramatic movies or comedic movies, Uh some of which perhaps take themselves a little more seriously, or I don't know, hire Kate Blanchett. Um, and others that don't, and right. we're just like, hey, that's a comedy. It's a comedy. It, I've it, I've never heard anybody call Wes Anderson stuff elevated comedy. Like, do you no, know what I mean? Yeah, it's like they have. It's it, to me, and I know you've you've said this before. I think you said this last time when we were talking. Um, it's just one more way to like shit on the genre, man. Yeah. Oh, these three guys, because it's really fucking three guys they're usually talking about, right? right? It's like Ari Aster, mm-hmm. Ty West, like yeah. um, someone else that I can't think of right um, now. Uh, it's like, uh, uh, why can't I? He's my favorite. Robert. Oh, Eggers. Robert Eggers. Yes, that was the third. And, yeah. and it's like, 
these guys are still just making horror movies yeah. or making movies that are scary. I don't, you know, yeah. um, fuck it. I, this movie, the, if we can go, <laughs> look, I, I know we're jumping around. I don't, yeah, because it's that kind of movie. It's I, like, I don't even know where to start because it's so goddamn good. To me, like talking about when she fucks the scarecrow, right? that is when the movie turned. Right. Because it starts in Pearl, like, dude, she's. I mean, she's, but okay, so like it starts and we have this young woman in the mirror. Mia dan- Goth. Mia Goth. Who co-wrote this, by the way, right. with Ty West. Dancing in the mirror, you know, pretending that she's a movie star. Uh-huh. And, and then her, her mother walks in on her yeah. and says, who told you you could wear my dress? Yeah. Like, in German. That's another thing that I Dude, loved about the movie. Great touch. It's that a lot of it is in German because yeah. these are German settlers. I, for those of you that don't know, South Texas and huge. East Texas. It's a huge... German, Czech, and Polish community. A lot of yeah. a lot of those folks and settled mean, in Texas. And early if you on. go to the Hill Country now, it's like part of the almost the tourist attraction of it, right? Yeah. Like Fredericksburg is yeah. like a, like little German town yes. or something like that. And a love, lot of like South Texas Mexican culture and a lot of like South Texas German, German. culture is mixed. And together. I thought that was such a nice touch. Um, it also immediately implies like. Her mother, and mm-hmm. we assume her father, uh, went through some shit right. to get to this country. Right. Um, and important that they're German right. during World War One. Right. We even they they touch upon it briefly yeah. enough. I mean, this is the the what Ty West does so well is that he doesn't overdo it. He doesn't hit you over the head with it. He touches upon it so that you know enough about the character's mindset. You know when. It's also important to say that Mia Goth's character, Pearl, is she's a young bride. Yes. And Howard, her husband, is overseas. He's gone off to war. Gone off to war. He was supposed to take her away, uh-huh. but he went to war instead. And she has to stay home. Her father is infirm. Yes. And she has to stay home and help her mom take care of him. And the farm. And the farm. Yeah. And she is constantly waiting for letters from Howard, but they mm-hmm. don't come. And- She's reading the paper and she says something about like, oh, the allies have taken over, right? And the mother's like, I don't want to- Read about any more dead Germans I don't want to read about any more dead Germans today. Yeah. And so y- immediately you know, oh, this is also not a house where they're keeping up with the news. So right. she is not only in a secluded farm in the middle of nowhere, Texas- they are really not keeping up with anything. Right. She is really alienated Truly. and secluded and, there was and a, alone. There was a thing. Um, there was a thing. Uh, not surprisingly, <laughs> as this country often does during its wars, it treats people of uh, either who are from the places we're mm-hmm. fighting or who are descended from the places we're fighting really, really shittily. Yeah. And so Germans and German Americans They even put them in concentration camps. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh during World War One, um, it was not easy in a lot of places to even be German. And right. so they're I think they're even because of the mother, they're even further isolated, yeah, they're, right? They're further isolated. So she doesn't have the, anyone. The only contact she has of uh, are, is her sister in law. Yeah, who is like Man, who did you, you brought up something that I didn't catch because you're 
knowledge of older film is greater than mine. Who did you think she was based Misty Mitzi Gaynor? Oh yeah. I mean, cause her name is Mitzi. Like in the, in the movie, her name is Mitzi. And these, I mean, Pearl is too early for Mitzi. Mitzi Gaynor is like fifties and sixties, but I, I can't imagine that it wasn't right. A or, nod. or that Ty West was not nodding to Mitzi Gaynor because Mitzi Gaynor was uh, a dancer, uh-huh. girl next door, never quite hit Marilyn Monroe status of like iconic bombshell, but was the sweet, blonde, innocent, pure girl next door. And this is and the sister in law. Yeah, the sister in law. And it's exactly what the the audition guy tells them they're looking for. Yes. We're looking for a more girl next door innocent type. Yeah, which, which means blonde. Which means blonde. So so yeah, the sister in law Mitzi, she she and her mother mm-hmm. come by to check on Pearl and her mother because again they're so isolated. Also, it seems like they have way more money. Yeah, it's like they're city folk. Yeah, and so they come and they drop. Yeah, <laughs> oh, fuck, like dude, they drop off that pig. Pearl is like absolutely country mouse. Yes. Um. The, oh, you hold on. You made mention that when she fucks the scarecrow is when the oh, movie, yeah. when the movie turned for you. Oh, but I want to ask you the question about when she feeds the duck to the alligator. Uh, yeah, maybe that. <laughs> That's a it great point. Out, yeah, like she starts out and she's like dancing in the barn. And yes. this is after her mother has said, I don't want you dancing. Don't waste your time. Stop wearing my dresses. Go feed the animals. And so Pearl spends her days in the barn yeah. talking to the cows and performing for the cows and uh-huh. whatever. And then this like lovely little duck oh, that's right. walks into the barn and she's like, what are you doing in here, Mr. Duck? Uh-huh. And- she kills the duck she with a pitchfork. She fucking pitchforks that duck and then feeds it to the alligator that yes. we have that we met. Yes, in or like X. the grandmother of the, the grand- alligator. Well, alligators live a long time. That's true. Um, um, so we do have those alligator exits. Some point. Oh, that's right. Oh my god. And this is pre-credits, isn't it? Yeah, because it, it's she like she duck? goes Theta, and I think the alligators. If I'm right, the alligator's name is Theta, which is Theta Bera. Yes, who is who was like a a, a vamp. Of yeah. the ni- of 1920s, she right? Had brown she was like hair. dangerous brown-haired, <laughs> yeah. you know, coli-eyed vamp. Yeah. Um, so the alligator's name is Theta, I think. It's so good. And she calls the alligator over, and then as soon as the alligator comes up, like to chomp on the duck, yeah. we get pearl. I mean, it's I- it's quite. Brilliant. Yeah, and I also feel like he's coming out of the gate telling you, like, we're going to have a little fun. Right. We're going to have is, a little fun with this. This is the kind of movie you're going to watch. But, you know, and it is. He does have fun. Yeah. You go like, oh, shit, what the fuck? I mean, he In just, a very different way than X. This right. is a very different movie than X. And yet. And yet connected. And yet connected. And yet with all the fun, like, he does really examine this kind of like search for fame. Oh yeah. This like desire for stardom. Like where does it come from? And not only that, but like one of the other things that I really, really love about the way they treated her character is that she doesn't quite understand what's happening to her. She knows that she's different. Right. She know you know, and she thinks that she's different because she's because a star. Because she's a star. But she's different because she's a serial killer. Yeah. And th- yes. <laughs> but it's, it's the same like it's yeah, the same thing. It's the same psychosis, right? <laughs> yes. And I also love that one, like like you you just said it, like that that is a through line 
that I assume will exist in Maxine as well. Yeah. That, that, that is a connection because when we meet Maxine in X, mm-hmm. I mean, one of the first things after she does like a solid line of cocaine in a, her stripper dressing room right. is like, I, I'm going to be a star. I'm special. I'm, I'm special. a star. Yeah. And X, while obviously X rated is about having X factor, right? But it's yeah. It, Absolutely. And I, do, I love the way he ties the two the two movies together through porn. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So let's get to that. So when- Her, her only chance to, to, to watch the movies, to go to the cinema, yeah. the kinema, is when she goes to get her dad's medicine. Down, downtown. Downtown. Like in the little downtown area, yeah. which is straight out of Meet Me in St. Louis. Yes. Like the color palette, the way he shoots it, it is straight up out of one of those old and, MGM musicals. And she sort of like rides into town. On a little bicycle. Yeah. I mean, and it's very like Dorothy-esque, right? It is absolutely Dorothy-esque. Um, I mean, this could, this, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. No, go ahead. This is that I get excited because it's, it is straight, we could be talking about Dorothy Gale, uh-huh. right? But we could also be talking about Judy Garland. Right. You brought that up. Interchangeable. You, you almost see in some ways through this, I'm not saying, we're not saying Judy Garland is a serial killer, um, but some of the things that happened to her as a human right. because of honestly the industry, fucking industry. Uh, yeah. Later in her life. I mean, it was funny. Aspen who loved X and really liked Pearl. Um, I think she was just, this was, she was like, holy shit, what are we watching? Right. But she even turned to me at one point and said, like, Mia Goth looks 14. Yeah. And in, I mean, in real life, Mia Goth's 30 and she's yeah. a mom. And Aspen was like, this is like what they did, what they did to, to Judy, Judy Garland. To Judy Garland, yeah. Um, I don't, not saying they did that to Mia Goth. No, no, no. I, the, Ty West and Mia Goth are clearly saying Very good something friends. about, <laughs> yeah, about the Hollywood <laughs> Studio system, and not necessarily the studio system. There's no studio system anymore, but the the industry still does this to to young people, to young actors. Yeah, uh, especially it, uh, women. Especially women. I mean, it's great. Like he's he's also doing like he's doing what Billy Wilder is doing in Sunset Boulevard. Yes, right, which is making a statement about. Hollywood. Yeah. He's doing the same thing that I can't remember the name of the director and that started out as camp, but, and is still a camp classic, but does the same thing in like whatever happened to baby Jane. Yeah. You know? Like uh, you could be watching baby Jane Hudson's story as you're watching yeah, I mean, Pearl. Just this desire to be famous. So she obviously like she's. And once that ends, who are well, you? Who are you? And so she lives, she lives that dream through the pictures. Uh huh. And whilst there, um, she meets a very handsome projectionist mm-hmm. who I thought of as like uh, a, a, almost like the wizard. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the Wizard of Oz. Oh my God, Oz. that's true. Yeah. Um, and so they first meet, they will meet again. Yeah. They first meet and, and he's, you get the sense that like he's been everywhere, man. Yeah. Like he's done this thing. He calls himself Bohemian. Yeah. He sleeps in the projection booth. Right. Um, and it turns out uh, that, you know, he's, yeah, he's like, anytime you want to come see a movie, yeah. knock on this back door. I'm always here. And you're like, okay, all right. Yeah. And then when she's riding on her bicycle home, mm-hmm. she sees the most terrifying scarecrow <laughs> I have ever seen on film. Yeah. It is, 
so it has a it's, human it's, face. It's very human like. He gives her like a little he gives her like a little film. Like he cuts a little bit of the film. Oh, that's right. And he hands it to her. And this is like a precious thing. Yeah. Like it's one like little piece of film. And she's like, won't they miss it? And he's, and he's like, like, no, nah, they won't cut even it back notice. together. Yeah. They won't even notice. It's gone. Whatever. So she puts it in her overalls, which I don't know if you noticed, her her costume in Pearl is very much like what Maxine, what Maxine wears in, in the egg. porn. Yeah. In the, it's, yes, it's, when she's in it's the a, farmer's daughter. Throw, yeah. Yeah. Complete throwback. Except porn style. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Pearl is a farmer's daughter. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's riding home and, oh my God. Dude. I, and I just made the connection because Mitzi looks like, what's her name? In the porn, the older sister. Yes. That's so crazy. Yeah. He's brilliant. And she loses the little film, the little piece of film in the cornfield. Dude. You know, and it's, he also is so f- smart about how he uses horror movie tropes. Yes. Right. But also not knocking you over the head about it. No. So and then it's subverts the, it's, it yeah, immediately. Subverts it immediately. He wants, so she wants to find her precious piece of film. Yeah. Runs into the corn, into the cornfield. And you think something's going to happen to her. Like yes. something bad's going to happen to her. Oh no. No. <laughs> she fucks a terrifying looking scarecrow. The scarecrow looks like a dead body, y'all. Yes. Yes. And I mean, she goes at it. It's like a dream ballet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally. It's yeah. like you the have, Oklahoma dream ballet. You have like an Oklahoma dream ballet or you have like, you know, when the house first lands in Munchkin land. Yes. And she comes out and she's full of wonder. Yeah. You know, at and what it's she's all looking. of a sudden it's Technicolor. Yeah. And-, and so she's like going through the corn husk, through the cornfield, cornfield, terrifying, terrifying. And then she comes into like the little clearing where the, where the scarecrow is. And it is exactly like, Oh, wonderland. Yeah. Right. And then she proceeds to proceeds to be like a dream ballet yeah. where it, where it ends with her fucking the scarecrow. Yeah, man. And I mean, and then eventually, or soon after that, the sort of like plot of the thing kicks in because Mitzi's like, I'm going to an audition. Right. To- They bring them the pig. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. The, the, Mitzi and her mom bring them a, a pig. Because they're worried about him. Yeah, like, hey, you don't see anyone. Yeah, like, and Mitzi is food. her sister-in-law. Mitzi's yeah. Howard's sister. And Mitzi's like, I'm going on an audition- uh, to it would tour the state, right? It was just going to be like tour eleven cities in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Hey, all right. Yeah, and it's like a, for a musical review type thing, right? And Pearl become, you know, they're like, well, sisters in law got to stick together, and like Pearl becomes, you know, obviously like obsessed with this audition. Mm-hmm. I've been there, man. Yeah, me too. Didn't get the Pat Mahomes yeah. fucking insurance commercial. <laughs> I, I despite understand the work. Um, I understand. So she, what, she goes back to get her mother, like she wants to get her mother's dress. Mm-hmm. She's going to get ready. She's going to sing. Yeah. It. She tells the mom, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And the mom. Oh tear, yeah, like, dude. Tears her dreams. Like that was a great, then Thandy Wright. Thandy yeah. Wright. Is, do you know how, did you read how this lady got this role? No. This I, is fucking incredible. Please tell me how she got it. She was the intimacy coordinator on X. Oh, and Ty wow. West thought she was so fucking cool. And obviously, like, embodying whatever, uh-huh. you know. And he was like, hey, um, you want to be in the next one? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Man. And she, like, 
She learned German for this. Wow. But talk about terrifying performance. Oh my God. Because this, this like, is like mommy dearest level. It's, it's like a, part of the horror is not just that Pearl is a serial killer, right? Part of the horror is that she has been turned, she's also been turned into this yeah. by a mother who is afraid and well-meaning and harsh. Yeah. Cruel. Totally. Um, and terif- but terrified of the outside world. Terrified of the outside world. And like, I mean, it's crazy. I'm not saying my mother was like this woman. Right. But I mean, there were conversations that Pearl was having at the table with her mom about wanting to be an actor or whatever that harken back to sure. conversations I had with my mom. Right. You I know, and my mom going like, it's never going to happen. Right. And I, I think part of that, I, you know, is <clears throat> in the movie, I'm not, I don't, you know, and I, you know, I don't know about your, your childhood as well. It's like, that's the, the idea that that could even happen is so remote fucking foreign to them. Right. And she's like, look that, that you, yeah, don't, whatever you have your fucking dreams. You, you have to run the fucking farm. Right. Like, look what we have given up. Right. For you. Yeah. You think, and do you think you're too good to yeah, be on the farm? Exactly. And, and Pearl, and, she, and Pearl says what every young person thinks, you know, Pearl is like, Hey man, if I am, if I'm supposed to live out my entire life on the farm with you and dad, great, but I have to try. I have to try. And, um, so she, does she attack her mother before the audition? No, I think, I think. It's after. It's after. It's after, isn't it? No, it is before. It is. Is it? Yes. She doesn't. She's not dead yet. So yeah. Oh, that's right. Because it's clear, like her mom's not going to let her do this thing, right? And she's Pearl will not stand for that, and so she attacks her mother and throws her in the. Yeah. Basement? In the basement, in the root cellar. Like she gets upset at her mom because her mom basically says, I'm not going to let you do it. Yeah. You're not going to do it. You're going to ruin your life. Right. You have to stay here and take care of us. And even if you do get it, you're not going. Right. And, and yes, she and throws per- like lamp fluid on her. Yeah, or something dude. Like it's that. fucking it's, hardcore. It's, it's horrifying. And, and the dad is like sitting there in the wheelchair, can't do anything. Anything. anything can't even Man, speak there's also like that and great, so he has to watch yeah, it he has to watch it happen <sighs> he has to watch it happen. So there's a whole other perspective here um that we won't ever know about that we can't know about because the dad can't speak right and we see him a lot we yeah. see things happen from his point of view sometimes but we never know his perspective right. like we don't know if he agrees with a mom or Pearl. Or if if in that scene when she's in the tub and she's talking about like, I'm going to be a star. Right. We don't know if the dad is going like, yes, go do it. Right. Or take your chance. Or we don't even know if he loves the mom. Like, no, do you know what I mean? we have no idea. We have no it's clue It's such a happening. weird, but like, he's, man, that dude, good on him. What a yeah. hard role. But he has that moment where you're like, you do sense fear, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so she's, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's like the, in this scene we're talking about, there's that, that one thing where she says, I'm a star, I'm special. And the mom is like, people are going to know they're going to find out Pearl. Yes. And she's like, what are you talking about or whatever? And she's like, you think people won't find out? You think I haven't seen what you do? 
in private when you think you're alone. Yes. People are going to know what you are. Yeah. And that's why you have to stay here. And that's what I mean by like the mom is <clears throat> well-meaning but cruel. Yes. Like she she knows like a lot of old school parenting ways, yeah. right? She just didn't know any other way to protect her daughter right. except to lock her up to lock her up basically and i mean it is it's so fascinating because she is the we like you said she knows something is different about her Mm -hmm. but we are in a time when like okay like the term serial killer wouldn't exist for another almost 60 years right um you'd barely had you're barely past uh, the Ripper and H. H. Holmes, like this right. isn't a thing, right? There's not 90 and million like, true yeah. crime and podcasts. H. Like H. Holmes and the Ripper would would still only even like people who were who were learned right. would be aware of those things, right? Not yeah, these people wouldn't have known who H. No. H. Holmes was. So like, the, so she really doesn't have any understanding even no. of what is happening to her. Um. But she attacks her mom and she goes on that audition. Yeah, she does. But, she puts on the red dress. Yeah, first she goes and sees her projectionist friend. Who shows her porn. Yes, which <laughs> I thought was sort of brilliant. Yeah, and it, he doesn't even show it to her with the intention of betting her. No, no, he's going to bet her. He's going to bet her. <laughs> we all know that. But I don't feel like he's showing it to her with the intention of like, no. hey, I'm trying to get you horny. Like he's... Kind of like, this is, you should go to Europe. This is the next thing. This is the next thing. And I love because this is a prequel to X. Yeah. And it is a prequel to uh, filmed pornography. Yeah. Like we see the origins of Pearl and we see the origins of filmed pornography. And it's real short, but it's like. Yeah. It's just like, I'm a gentleman with two ladies walking into the forest and we're going (laughs) to. I'm going to touch your genitals. And, and what's hilarious yeah. is it's almost the same plot as yeah. the fucking farmer's daughter. Exactly. Like it hasn't gone that far. No. Um, so they, they have sex. Uh, they talk about, you know, he's able to, he's a bohemian, all that. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you should do this audition. Go, go do it. You know, she goes to the audition with Mitzi. She gives it her all. Hold up. Hold up. Oh shit. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> She wakes up in the morning. She goes, I yeah. need to leave Yeah, because I need to be perfect for my audition. Uh-huh. I got to go home. He is concerned about her. Yeah. Follow, follows her home. Oh, yeah. And she is like, something happens, y'all. Maggot pig. Maggot pig. Like that pig that Mitzi dropped off has not been moved from no, the because, porch. Because the mother will not accept charity. Right. So she's like, I'm not even going to move it. I'm not going to touch that so pig. So this pig is just maggot riddled right and the projectionist is like she there's a turn in pearl yeah like they're talking in the barn and he notices that there's something else happening yes. with her and he's like okay i'm gonna i have to go now oh man and she very innocently she goes what did i do right like did i do something wrong and he's like no 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 it's all good it's all good i just have to go now and she's like you're lying Uh uh-huh and he's like no i'm not i just i need to go and um come here stella and um she's like (laughs) dude it's so good because she's like i can feel things deeply i know you're lying what did I do wrong? Yeah. And he pays for it. Oh yeah, man. And like, 
one of the things I love about this movie is sort of the the two most brutal murders in it just take place in broad fucking daylight. Right. Right. <laughs> just like it'll be like a shot, like a wide of the car, and then you just see her marching towards. It's insane. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. So she go okay. She goes to the audition. She gives it her all. Christy. She gives it her all. It is like it's she's de- it's, it's she's determined. She's singing and dancing. It's fantastic. Like the set changes yeah. and you see what she's again. And dream the, ballet. Yeah, it's like Busby Berkeley musical. Yeah. up in that place. Absolutely. Dream ballet. The set. It's you see what she sees in her head and then it comes back and she's on this little auditorium stage in a church in rural Texas. Right. And the the guy goes like, "Thank you, that was great," but no. Yeah, they and they they're only taking one girl one from girl. each town or whatever. Right. Um, and she keeps insisting. She's like, "But why? What did I do? I can." Blah, dude. Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, "We're looking for someone more innocent and blah blah blah, yeah. which means blonde." Yeah, and 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 you know, you know, you everyone knows it's going to it's be it's going to be Mitzi. Yeah, and, and the, the 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 most frustrating thing. This is also brilliant. The most frustrating thing is that Mitzi, at kind of like last minute, decides she can't do it. She's scared. She's scared, and she trades places with Pearl so that Pearl can go first. Yeah. And um, and so then Mitzi, you, you Mitzi doesn't want it as much as no, Pearl does. Not anywhere near. <laughs> and yet Mitzi gets it. Uh huh. Right. Which is something that in real life. Yeah. Happens all the happens time. Happens all the time. And you always hear these stories of these starlets who are like, well, I was just discovered. And it's like, yeah. first, you weren't just discovered. Right. Like, you really wanted it. But there are people out there who are like, I worked so yeah. hard and yeah. they gave it to this person. Yeah, like man. I- and it and it is so often just how you look. Yeah. Um, And so Mitzi goes back to the farm she does not tell Pearl that she got it. No. And Pearl at one point is like, it's so you can tell me like, I know, yeah. I know you got it. Mm-hmm. And finally she does tell her. Yeah, she does tell her. And she's, and Pearl is like, well, congratulations. Yeah. Like and you're going to be great. I'm happy for you. And then Pearl. And Mitzi's like, I'm getting the fuck out, out of, of here. here. And it's only because we're not saying anything. It's only because like, well, whatever. Dude. We're spoiling it. Mia Goth delivers an eight-minute monologue with a camera just on her. That is absolutely fucking incredible. Outstanding. And basically, she finally tells someone everything that she, is going on in her head. Yeah. And so um, and Mitzi's like, I'm leaving Yeah, she now. even talks about cheating on this woman's brother. Right. Uh, but like, you're like, oh, she is telling everyone, she's finally telling someone, I'm a fucking serial killer. Right. And, and then we, this, oh God, this is another, sorry, incredible shot of like Mitzi really trying to walk away as fast as she can. Yeah. And Pearl just fucking following and her. And you think, like you think, I, for two seconds I thought, oh, Mitzi's going to get away. She's yeah. going to get away because like they just, you know, she gets out of the house and then it cuts to the wide shot. Yeah. And broad daylight. See, broad daylight, Mitzi walking out of the house, and then here comes yeah. Pearl. And Mitzi starts slowly, the slow jog yeah. down the driveway. In her high heels. In her high heels. And Pearl goes over to the tree stump and grabs the axe. Yep. It's incredible. It's such a 
and it is brutal and it's brutal and you don't even see anything. No. I mean the way he cuts and he split screens. Um, yeah. I mean, this is, this is like, it's, it's, I fucking love this movie. Yeah. I love this movie. It's so good. And then to top it all off, the piece de la resistance. Maggot pig. M- maggot pig. <laughs> um, what he makes you watch over the credits. Oh like my it's, God. It's, like one of, it's the thing that Ty West does so good, right? Is that he builds dread for like 70, 75 minutes. Yeah. And then the last 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. He just, does, they he, just explode. They just explode. And yeah. it's exactly what happens in Pearl in a like MGM Technicolor musical extravaganza. Yeah. You know? And then- John turned to me, he goes, oh, he did that thing that you love that happens at the end credits when he makes you watch the final scene over the credits. And I'm like, yeah. uh, Again, a a crazy freakish performance by Mia Goth where she does not blink for I don't know how many minutes. And you get to sort of like watch the breakdown happen. Yeah. Yeah. You you get to watch. So there's, there's like this fantastic, there's a fantastic clip of Judy Garland later in her career when she was already like, it's, it's like early sixties and she's, she's already Judy Garland. She's right. already become a mother. She's not, she's not uh Dorothy Gale anymore. She's right. like older Judy Garland. And um, she's, she's on the Ed Sullivan show or some, or, or not some show. And she's doing, uh, she's singing. Oh, um, I can't, oh my gosh, I can't remember the song. Anyway, she's singing the song. I'll post it on Terror and Taco so people yeah, can excellent. see what I'm talking about. Um, but she's, they have the side-by-side clips of her during rehearsal that morning and then the show. And during the rehearsal, she's just like strung out. She oh, looks te- like she looks terrible. She's just kind of like, they're doing sound check. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of like, you know, like whatever. And she's like in a sweatshirt and she's clearly, clearly on something or not on something. Right. Or on the wrong something. On the wrong something. And she's just, she looks tired and over it. And like, she just wishes the world would stop. And then she, t- like, you see the clip of her on the show and she's just like. Fucking Judy Garland. On. Yeah. From what, like on, beautifully dressed, beautifully quaffed. Right. Uh, her face is on and she's singing the fucking song and she is just like giving every, her entire self to the world. And it's amazing. Right. She's Judy Garland. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking. But I mean, on the inside. Yeah. She's, she's rehearsal Judy Garland. She's rehearsal Judy Garland. Uh, I. And it, you see that happen. You kind of see. With Mia Goth. Yeah. With yeah. Mia Goth. She's uh she's just fantastic in this movie. I mean, she's great in X in the in the dual role. Mm-hmm. Um Pearl in Pearl is a m- much m- more difficult role than Maxine in X, And right? she rides that line because it it could be very easy. It could be really easy to be like, "Oh, we're making a campy MGM sure. horror movie, and so we're going to take it right far in this direction, right. so that we're winking at the audience and we never know what to quite take seriously." She never does that. No, I mean, I said you brought up the the sort of like the idea of of how you 
play, different ways of playing melodrama. And I mean, she somehow like plays these heightened moments, these moments of melodrama, but it's always grounded. It's mm-hmm. always nuanced, even when it's big. I mean, yeah. it, it really is like a feat. Yeah. Um, and but like the, the, the moment in which they tell her no and she continues to go, but I'm a star. Oh, man. But I'm a star. Yeah. It's it is terrifying and heartbreaking. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, I feel like that's her in, in most of this movie. And I love that she wrote it with him. Mm-hmm. Um, like that clearly this is something this grand sort of trilogy that they're collaborating on. Um, yeah, I had this thought. I, I talked to Cameron, Cameron Cobb, friend of the show, oh. the other day um, about X and Pearl. And he brought something up from X that that I, I don't think I had noticed. Um, but it's this one very specific camera move that uh west does that cameron um you know cameron loves 70s horror and he said you know it's it was a camera move that was absolutely right out of that era Mm -hmm. and um you know he was like it's more than homage what he's doing and so i started to think about ty west and why honestly is i think honestly my favorite horror director right now and I've said, you know, you know, Innkeepers is one of my favorite movies, but I started to think about like House of the Devil and X and Pearl. I, he's never said this and I might be way off, but to me, like the way you've brought this up, the way we think about eras, right? Specific eras in time um, are very much s- through the media of that time. Yeah. Even, even eras in which we lived. Right. So that when I think about the 80s or yeah, I don't have great memory of the seventies. Sadly, um, it is. It is. It looks. You talked about it when we talked about Black Phone. Mm-hmm. The seventies looks like that. Yeah. And we're like, why? And it's like, well, that's how the media looked. Yeah. And I think, for me, with with Pearl, he does that with. That's why, to me, House of the Devil isn't him being like, look at how well I can homage eighties movies. No, he is the eighties. He is, and he then ev- evokes in you as an audience member the feeling that the eighties brings you and even specifically watching television in the eighties. Right. And so for me, like, obviously this is such a strange thing. And I think so brilliant that what he does with Pearl is that for so he's a little younger than we are Mm -hmm. West, but not much. He's like a few years younger than I am. So even 1918 Mm -hmm. is funneled through watching 1930s or 40s musicals. Right. And for me, that was like watching it with my grandparents. Right. Like we would Wizard of Oz. It, and it, it's so it's like he's able to evoke nostalgia. He makes you it's like- It's incredible. It's incredible. And I, I said this about something else that I watched recently, and now I can't remember what I said it about because I, I watch a lot of shit, y'all. But like he makes you nostalgic for a thing you didn't even- no. Yeah, you that you were never you, like never, you were experienced. never that you never experienced. And but but somehow deep inside you you go like, "Oh, yes." Yeah. And it it, it which is I think he, like it's and it's nothing against Stranger Things, nothing against the Duffer Brothers. I think they're fucking brilliant. I sure. I really do. But when you watch Stranger Things, you're like, "That is a great Valentine to the 80s." Yes. And And when you watch House of the House Devil, House of the Devil, you're like, "Is that the 80s?" Yeah, did I miss this film? 
Yeah. When I was a kid, did I somehow not rent this one? Right. Um, until you realize, I mean, we've talked about this until yeah. you realize like- Until D, you see D Wallace you're, older, you're like, oh no, this is from- And I'll be honest, it took me a bit. Uh-huh. Like when D Wallace came on the screen the first time I saw it, I did not immediately go like, oh shit, man, that's Elliot's mom. Right. Like it took me a minute to even realize- mm-hmm that that was D Wallace and that then and that she was older that she shouldn't be that age yeah um he he's just doing he's yeah i don't know man it's it's like he understands how we view the past through media um and so i i think that's what's so stunning that even in my mind the 80s which i lived through mm-hmm. all of yeah um had some some formative years uh, in it <laughs> Even sometimes when I think about the 80s and like you said, with the 70s, with black phone, we still see those things that we lived in the sheen of the media that we watched. And right. I don't, I don't like he's never, I haven't seen him say this, but this to me is something that he inherently understands. Yeah. Um, and then I looked at his, you know, they did that sight and sound um, uh, poll, which is like every 10 years. Uh, they poll a bunch of like really famous directors and critics all over the world and ask them to name their 10 best films of all time. And you then, sent me that. Yeah. And so I looked at Ty West and it very much is like Jaws mm-hmm. and The Godfather. Chinatown. And Chinatown. And so, and then Sunset Boulevard. Right. And I was like, Man, this makes so much yeah, sense to like me. Yeah, you, like most auteurs, like most maestros of film, they love film. They're not, they're, you know, and I hate to say it, but there are a lot of filmmakers that you meet where it's like, oh, I'm going to make a movie or whatever, but they don't know Some Like It Hot. They don't know Psycho. Right. They don't know Sunset Yeah, Boulevard. Psycho was also on his. Yeah, they don't know, you know, whatever. And you go like, but how can you, like, how can you know, how can you not know where you come from? Right. You know, and most maestros, like most filmmakers that are like, fuck man, that's a person who knows what the fuck they're doing. Not only are they filmmakers, they're film lovers. Yeah. And I, I was, I love. you can tell, you can tell that he loves movies. Yeah. And he loves, and I, at least from his list, it's very like iconic American films. Whereas we're we're best friends with him based on his list. Yeah, man. Whereas like I told you like Wes Anderson, because he's Wes Anderson only named French films. Yeah. Only French. And you know, like even I'm like, and you know, part of him was like, they'll think this is hilarious. Right. Um, And you know, and then Scorsese who's way older and obviously like has shit from the Mm thirties and a lot of Italian stuff and a lot of Kurosawa. And like, I'm not saying one is better than the other, but Wes to me was like, he's, like I said, he's in his forties. He's yeah. roughly our age. These he's are the Gen X these are sure. the American fucking iconic American movies I grew up on. And yeah, fuck you. Jaws is one of the best movies. Right. Like fuck you. It deserves fuck you an for Oscar. saying it isn't. Right. Yes, it's the first blockbuster, but it kicks ass. It's Jaws. Um, and like I, I don't know. I totally have lost the plot. But it's just like I. He, he's great. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. That's what we're saying is that this is this is a filmmaker who nothing that you're watching when he when you're watching one of his films is accidental. Right. Nothing. He has very thoughtfully, without hitting you over the head, put little Easter eggs and clues 
for you to follow, like little breadcrumbs for you to follow so that everything makes sense yeah. and none of it is a cheat. No. And I, I mean, I did read an interview with him. I probably brought this up many times because, you know, we talk about him a lot. Um, he said, you know, I, I never, I never set out to make like basically like quote horror movies. It's like I just try to make a movie that then has horrific things in it. Yeah. And that is why I think every time why I love him. Yeah. He's it's fantastic. Because the characters, I give a shit, all that stuff. So okay. CX, yeah. C Pearl, get ready and, for Maxine. And if you can, go find the go find the trailer to Maxine. I think Cameron <laughs> sent us the trailer. To, or was it that you? It was me, yeah. Oh, yeah, you sent- It's you, just that teaser. <laughs> that, that teaser for Maxine. And I, I thought, man, not since the trailer for The Shining. Yeah. Is there like, you know, trailers nowadays, you can't just have one image- like oh, you no. need to be told the whole I've story. I've seen the entire film. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't need to watch this movie anymore. But this teaser for Maxine is is very reminiscent to me of like The Shining, where it's just like it's one image. Uh huh. It's all you need to know. Yeah, man. Like I don't need to see any other no, trailers I, for I, this I movie. I can't wait. I cannot fucking wait. And there's something, man, that when I heard the first few chords of Frankie Goes to Hollywood, <laughs> I was like, I know exactly what the fuck this is. Yeah. And I cannot. Wait yeah, to see it's gonna be this. fucking awesome because it's also our teenage years. Yes, so yeah, I mean, and 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 now we're going back to her getting to be right. Maxine. Yeah, um, which is a very different character than Pearl. So I'm excited. <gasps> Go watch Pearl. It's yeah. really really wonderful. I'm gonna watch Smile. Yeah, I watch Smile. Um, hey, if you're listening, I don't know, subscribe, like the podcast. If you yeah. follow it, if you subscribe, it'll tell you when a new one's out. And Ask them some questions. Yeah, maybe give us a review. Yeah. It helps. It really, really We're trying. helps. We're just, even if you're not listening to us, just go like, give us some likes and it helps the algorithm yeah. like show up more. Feed the algorithm. Please, please, please. We love y'all. We will see you before Christmas, but Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, all that stuff. See you next time. Bye.